0: Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives, hosted by Rev. Otley Holmes, where our vision is Touching Hearts and Changing Lives by the Power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God. Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your host. It is always my privilege and my pleasure to be back amongst my listening audience once again as we come into the presence of God for the study of his holy word. But as always, let us first begin with the word of prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, O Lord, for allowing us once again to come together for the study of your word. We pray now, Lord, for the leadership of our country, we pray for the leadership of our states. We pray, O Lord, that your word will just strengthen the hearts and minds of those who follow you. And we pray, O Lord, that your will will be done upon this country. We ask this all in Jesus' name, for his name's sake, amen. Well, if you've been tuning in, you realize we're in 1 Peter. We're in the study of 1 Peter. We're going to start chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses uh, 1 and 2. And continue on as the Lord says the same. Some of my notes will be coming from the Preacher's Sermon and Outline Bible. So let us read verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Now let's look at this because this is this is point the Bible tells us to be holy as he is holy. and when we talk about that holy that word holiness, we're not talking about some of the Christians that kind of elevate themselves and uh, try to elevate themselves to a point that they're better than somebody else or someone who becomes so holy that uh, everything around them is so unclean they can't touch but the word holy means to be separated set apart for the use of God and so that's why Jesus can say be in the world but not of the world and so when we realize that the holiness we are to walk in is to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit that has transformed our lives and we're being conformed into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and sometimes the publicans used to say he was a friend of the sinners. And so when we talk about this word holiness and walking holy and becoming holy, it means to be separated for the use of God. It means to drop off some, some bad habits that we once have. So the believers is to strip off some things. And, and that Greek word for laying aside means to put off one's clothing, to cleanse oneself of those things that have defiled him. And... There are some things that defile the believer. He's to take these things off, strip them off, just as he would strip off dirty clothes. He is to cleanse himself from all that defiles him. In other words, those things that God says is sin, we are to put off. Believers must strip off the malice. Now, malice means wickedness, all kinds and forms of evil. It is a word that strikes at the vices of men. And so when we look at that word malice, we can see the importance of setting aside or putting off or the stripping off or laying aside all forms of malice, all forms of evil, all forms of vices of men. And when we're being filled with unrighteousness such as fornication and wickedness and covetedness, maliciousness, full of envy and murder, we like to debate, we deceive each other. We are whisperers, we're backbiters, we're haters of God, we're despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection. When we we're unmerciful, when we see all of these descriptive meanings that we ought to strip off, there's some work to be done in our hearts and in our minds. See, in a narrow sense, malice also means the deep-seated feelings against the person. And that's probably more what many of us need to work on than anything else. You may have set aside those other outward kinds of things, but what are those things that you're holding in your heart against someone? Why is it there is so much friction in our church houses? Why is there so much faction and division in our church houses when we ought to be the body of Christ? We ought to be unified. That unified is not uniformity, but it means we come together for a common cause. Has the church lost its way? Has the church no longer understands what its purpose in this world is? Is it not to seek and save that which is lost, to be able to bring them into the body of Christ, that they will be conformed to the image by being obedient to the Word of God? What are we doing in the churches today that, that, that we are more concerned with the democratic process than we are with the theocratic Word of God? We need to understand our purpose but we first have to demonstrate we know the truth of the purpose that God has set aside for us to accomplish in this life. So this is a, a a strong charge that Peter is giving us here that we ought to strip off malice. So if you got something against someone, you need to go before the Lord and get your heart right and then you need to go to that person and get right with that person. Because when we hold evil and wickedness, remember when the disciples said, "Lord, teach us to pray." And remember, he says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. So maybe sometimes we're not feeling that God has forgiven us because we're holding malice against someone in our own hearts. Unforgiveness is a strong sin that God doesn't look upon very favorably. And so we must understand that when we hold malice against somebody, God is not going to forgive us. Because think about it. Jesus died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And because He has died for us, how can we not forgive someone else who has done something against us? But many times we allow that bitterness to creep in, that bitter root judgment to creep into our hearts and in our minds. And when that starts to happen, and the next thing you know, malice starts to take root, and and now we're starting to scheme, and we're hoping bad things may happen to that person that we had a, a disagreement with or falling out with. So we need to understand this, and many times we hide even malice with with false flattery and false promises and suggestive talk. We 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 try to talk away into this situation that we are forgiving that person and like many say well i'll forgive but i'll never forget well the bible doesn't really tell us to forget how could you forget it's not telling you to dump the memories but it's telling you when you truly forgive somebody that you can go around that person and feel as if it never happened whatever that was that came between the two of us that we could act like it never ever happened when we can get to that point, then we can say we have truly forgiven. Many times we, we, we come around and we have these little off-color jokes and enticing words. And some people just outright lie, if I might be that blunt to say that. So when we look at these things about putting off these, 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 these forms of, 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 of malice, these laying aside of malice and all guile and hypocrisies and, and envies, Oh, how we sometimes envy others. Someone in the neighborhood gets a brand new car, whether we can afford one or not, we're out trying to shop for a brand new car. Someone we know gets a bigger house and we start talking about, well, how do they deserve it and I don't deserve it. We should be celebrating when those can of our friends and acquaintances do better than we are doing. Then we ought to just say, thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your grace. Because... He's without favor. So uh, if he's done it for them, he'll do it for us in due season. So when a person wants something, he looks at the other person's wickedness or ignorance. He tries to appeal to it. And, and, you know, that's how we kind of set people up. He appeals to it by deceiving and beguiling the person. The exhortation is strong. Believers must strip off guile. We must not deceive and mislead other people my brothers and sisters in Christ when we realize all that we need to correct in our own lives we will become i believe much less judgmental because we will realize that the same judgment that we're meeting out the bible says is going to come against us so to say well let me say it like this we used to say in the street it takes one to know one well it takes one to know one And so, therefore, we should not be judging each other, but we ought to exalt each other, pray for each other, lift each other in prayer. Well, by the clock on the wall, I'm going to hold this down, and we'll pick this up again next week. But we're going to go further into this hypocrisy. We want to look at that word a little bit. But as always, I want to invite you out to Crystal Fountain Missionary Baptist Church. We're located at 1720 East 8th Avenue in Mesa, our Worship times is simply this. We start Sunday school at 1.15, and right after Sunday school, we go right into worship service about 2 p.m. I'd love to see you out there. Come worship with us. May the Lord bless you and keep you as our prayer. Take care. God bless. And see you again next week. This program has been brought to you by Preston Funeral Home, a name you can trust. Serving the Valley since 1982. Preston Funeral Home is a family-owned and operated business devoted to serving you and yours with the utmost respect and sensitivity. At Preston Funeral Home, you will have the full attention of our courteous staff and Reverend James M. Preston owner. We are members of the Better Business Bureau. Preston Funeral Home can only help you with your final arrangement needs, but can also help you with pre-planned arrangements and burial insurance. We have the experience and the professional services needed to guide you during your time of grief ranging from floral services to transportation services. No matter what area of Phoenix, Arizona you are located in, we are here to assist you and explain and offer comfort. Preston Funeral Home is located at 3800 South Central Avenue in Phoenix, Arizona. Call today at 602-304-0083 and allow Preston Funeral Home to serve you. Preston Funeral Home, now serving a second location in the Tucson metro area. Preston Funeral Home and Cremation, located at 111 West Grant Road, Tucson, Arizona, 85705 is the zip code. Call them at 520-792-3900. Preston Funeral Home, a name you can trust. For as little as $20 a month, LegalShield gives you the ability to talk to an experienced attorney without worrying about the high hourly costs. Call your independent Legal Shield associate, Otley Holmes, at 480 695 6436. There's also identity theft protection plans and small business plans, also. Once again, contact Otley Holmes, your independent associate for Legal Shield, at 480 695 6436.